With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun. Too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, welcome back to a, another special edition of Round the Boards podcast this evening with myself, Nathan Bunting, um, joined again by my host, Kane Watt. Evening, Kane. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good to be here. Good, good. Unfortunately, um, Rob is not with us this evening. Um, we've had a we've had a clash of dates uh, trying to get Louis involved as well. Um, so he's gone to watch Swindon Town for all his sins. Um, so he's not with us this evening, but. Uh, Joining us in this special edition tonight is Louis Kerr, who will be celebrating his testimonial at King's Lynn on Sunday. Um, how are we doing, Louis? Are we okay this evening? Yes. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm all good. It's been a it's been a busy day. I've had uh, I've had a rider to fill uh, through a rider not being able to make it, but it's been a pretty stressful day. But we've uh, we've just managed to sort that, so I can breathe a little now. Perfect. And. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about your testimony. I just wanted to start off by by thanking you from myself, Kane, and Rob for joining us on the show this evening. It does mean a lot to us three as we start out in our podcast adventure, shall we say, and to have riders come on the show, talk about their experiences, talk about their careers. Um, so thanks very much for joining us on the show this evening. And I think no, I appreciate you having me on here. No problem. I think what we'll do is, is is we'll talk about what we're here to talk about, and it's uh, you celebrating your testimonial at King's Inn on Sunday. Um, yeah. I just want to start by saying 10 years. is I can't believe <laughs> it's been 10 years, Louis. No, I can't, to be honest. it's uh, It's gone pretty quick, really. Um, you know, it's been up and down, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've made it somehow, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I think I, I remember trying to cast my mind back to to, to when uh, I know Louis from a, on a personal level when we first met, and I think you were just making that transition from motocross yeah. to speedway at that point, which and we come together through through family connections. Um, so to just start us off, how did you how did you how did the experience in speedway come about that that move from motocross to speedway? Yeah, so we sort of we got to a level in motocross where. We couldn't go any further with, with sort of without thousands of pounds, to, you know, to buy into a team, and it, 
I was getting injuries and and uh, and I knew Connor Mountain really well because he used to do motocross and uh, and his dad. So Andy was was getting a bike again, um, a speedway bike again. So he invited me down to Kings Inn to have a go one morning and um, and that was that. I was instantly hooked and then um, got an old bike and was practicing at Scunthorpe most weekends and gradually got better and better and then um, I remember doing a second half at Kings Lynn and yeah they saw me as an asset on the night and then was in the National League team a few months later so just sort of took off really. Yeah I think it was it, it was a, it was a very short period sort of six months between you taking up the sport and yeah. you getting off a team position at, at Kings Lynn and, and we now find ourselves at this stage now Ten years down the line, um, if not a little bit more, due to COVID, where you're holding your testimony. And, and what I want to do is, um, I just want to hand over to you because I want I want to let you talk about what you've got planned for the day, um, what sort of sponsorship packages there are ongoing, and and if there's any more places to fill. Um, I'm lucky enough to to have been able to snap up one of these sponsorship deals where my son's going to be a mascot today, which I think is an absolutely terrific idea. And um, I know I don't know who's more excited to be honest, me or my son, <laughs> uh, for, the, for the whole experience. So, just talk us through some of the things that will be going on the day, Louis. Um, so, to, yeah, to start with, we've got um, sort of for the kids and stuff. We've got face painting going on. Um, obviously, the mascot side. I think we've got three mascots still left available. Um, so they'll walk out on parade with the riders, and then I think they get to watch parade from the middle. Um, and then possibly, I think they might, I can't remember on the top of my head, but I think they get to watch a race from the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that, you know, that's some good opportunities for the kids. You know, we've got, um, group track walks on the day. I think that's 10 pounds for a track walk with a rider in groups of 10, um, which would be pretty cool. Cause you know, you can't just sort of normally walk around the track and especially with a rider and, you know, them explaining what they're looking for and stuff like that. Um, we've got some youth races, some 125s and 250s. Um, and it's a four-team tournament, so they'll be with, with uh, number fives in the team as well. So it'll be a standard four-team tournament with three reserve races, which will count towards the totals. Um, and then the top two scorers from each team going to the semi-finals and then it's, it's sort of turned into an individual from then on really so the top two from each semi going to a final to win the prizes and stuff um so there's plenty of heats um plenty of plenty going on and um and the weather looks great so it's going to be a great sunday afternoon hopefully yes yeah, that's a really positive i've been keeping my eye on the weather and it, it does look like it's going to be a nice weekend um and, and there's some, still some fantastic packages to snap up and if people are listening to this in time in time for the meeting we're, we're going to release this pod before the meeting then then please have a look into these deals um get yourself signed up get yourself get some money involved get some money to louis get him to enjoy his day um i think one of the i think i've spoken to you regarding it but one of the one of the questions probably coming out of this is um you're not riding in your in your testimony. No, <laughs> uh, I just I just let you explain why why you well, decided to take part. Yeah, a lot. I've had a lot of people question that. Um, but you know, I've spoke to various riders who've had testimonies in in the past, and and that was their biggest regret was riding in it. 
um, you know, I do get worked up before a meeting and, and the nerves sort of take over. And I, I don't want that feeling on the day. I want to want to enjoy the day, be able to speak to sponsors and friends and family and just enjoy the day, really, without getting worked up of racing. And, um, you know, I spoke to Simon Lambert about his and, you know, he got changed 10 minutes before the, the meeting started. So he was rushed. He then ripped a bike off and I, I just didn't want that. Um I just want to like that. I just want to enjoy the day, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think people can understand and appreciate that. Um, I'm sure. Um, I don't know how much effort goes into meetings like this. Um, I have seen various um, messages from yourself, and it sounds like it is it is a stress trying to get a meeting like this. And obviously, with the with with Peter Kilderman, unfortunately, having to withdraw. Yeah. Um, late on it, it puts that little bit of extra pressure on but I think um, with meetings like testimonials it's important that the riders enjoy their day they remember the day and I think not riding in it is one way that you can you can as you say interact more with sponsors with fans with, with riders and not have to worry about riding in a meeting essentially so yeah I think it's for me it's no big deal and, and I think as long as people um, enjoy the day and you enjoy the day I think that's the most important thing I think the track time is obviously important to riders but essentially the meeting is about you so yeah yeah no that, that's exactly my, my feelings towards it I think it's been you know people did warn me that the work that goes into a testimonial but I, I can't get over you know how much work and, and it's like a full-time job it's unbelievable but you know hopefully like I said it'll be it'll be worth it on the day and I can just sit back and enjoy it on the day then without worrying. Yeah, and um, I've had I've had messages myself from um, people I know around the sport um, coming from coming from all over the country, from Scunthorpe uh, right up north. So, and I know you've you've rode for quite a few clubs yourself, and, that, yeah. and they range from from all over the country really. So you're looking from from up in Scotland in Glasgow, and then you're down on the south coast with Eastbourne as well. Um, so you've ridden. Um, and, and you've ridden it all over the country, and I know you're you're a popular guy amongst uh, riders and fans alike. So I'm sure people will come out in force and, and support the meeting. Um, I'm just to say the meeting is on Sunday at four o'clock at the North the Adrian Flux Arena. Um, gates will open at two o'clock. I'm sure that's not the first time I mentioned that tonight. We just want to <laughs> help you out as much as possible to get as that's many fans. Twenty twenty pound, I think it is, which I think is a very good price. And and some of the sponsorship deals are very well priced as well, so I don't think yeah. there's anything for anyone to grumble at, and there'll be something there for everybody as well, as well as hopefully some great racing. Um, yeah, no, there will be some good racing. Just a quick one with people travelling. Um, I know there's roadworks at Sutton Bridge, yeah. um, just to allow a bit more time. And I think coming from Peterborough away, say at Guy Hearn, I think that's similar as well. Yeah. So maybe just yeah. allow a bit more time. There is major major roundabout restructure at Guy Hearn. So if you're coming from Peterborough away or you're coming down the A17 from up north, yeah, do allow yourself with single lane traffic along Sutton Bridge. So do allow yourself a bit of extra time to get yeah. there. So, um, but um, obviously, I, I was I was hoping to actually get an exclusive on this on this last rider in the lineup, but I saw that you put it on Facebook about an hour ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. sorry about <laughs> that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought that was going to be our first exclusive, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, Ulrich Ostergaard's obviously come in for Peter Kilderman. So again, an, another a very underrated rider in my opinion. Well, Ulrich actually, Ostergaard. it's actually changed. So I had two 
problems I had to solve. So obviously Kilderman um, has came out because of injury. And then, yeah, yeah this morning I had Norwich Bladorn pull out because of visa problems. So I, um, I've replaced... So I've put Niels into the Kings Lynn team. Perfect. And now Ulrich Sagar goes into the All-Stars. Um, and I've actually moved Connor Mountain into the main body of the team. Uh, I think he's in the Aussie team, actually. Yeah. Um, and I've got Leon Flint as one of the fifth riders. So so it's still, still you know, good. And, and like I said, Ulrich was absolutely flying, wasn't he? So it'd be good to see yeah. him back. Yeah, and it, I know he was at the practice day um, the other day at Kingsland and he yeah. said he had no ill effects from his injuries over from last season. So it's good to see him back on a bike. He's always someone that he, he rides pretty well at Kingsland, but he rides well everywhere. So it's good to have him involved. And, and obviously you don't need the headache of these last minute changes, but unfortunately problems do arise now and again. But happy to say that we're we're sorted. That's right, mate. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I managed to persuade him. So, um, yeah, it's good. Like I said, I, I was there on Thursday, and he, he looked absolutely fine on the bike. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's good he could make it. So, um, just moving on, I'm, 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 I want to look back at over some of the clubs and, and just. I know predominantly um, when people think of Louis Kerr, they 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 think Kings Lynn. Um, but you have ridden in the Premiership with with a few clubs as well, and I just want to. Talk about some of those clubs and where some of your yeah. favourite memories have come from. Um, obviously, you've ridden with with Glasgow and Eastbourne and Redcar um, again with Redcar this season, and then there's Scunthorpe, Ipswich as well. What are, what are some of the favourite memories you've had from from Premiership days? Premiership days. Um, Sorry, Championship days is the, cha- with, the top of the Premiership, man. <laughs> championship days. Um, you know, they've all been good. I think um, Glasgow was short-lived because of breaking both my legs, so I was only there for sort of half the season. But that, you know, that was a, what you expect from Glasgow. Very professional. Um, the the travelling took the enjoyment out of it a little bit for me. You know, sort of six hours there, six hours home, and that sort of took it out of me really. But um, but that was good. And, and while Eastbourne was good, you know, money-wise and stuff. Before the yeah. money problems hit, that that was fantastic down there. Um, but I think I'd have to, you know, I'd have to say since joining Redcar, it's um, it's a professionally run club. The fans are incredible. You know, probably the best atmosphere in the championship, I think. Um, and since joining then, I've probably been in the best form I've ever ever been in the end of last season. So, um, and then I, I look back at Newcastle when I first started. You know what they've done for me. And, um, you know, I've got a lot to thank for them as yeah. well. Um, so, so obviously in the in the Premiership as it is now, um, again predominantly it's Kings Lynn, but you have you did have a stint at Lakeside as well, a very different track to to Kings Lynn. What what yeah, made so, what made you go to Lakeside? Well, it was um, it was a funny one really. So, Kings Lynn at the time were unsure of which race night they were going to go on. Um, and I really wanted to sign for Ipswich in the championship at the time. And they were definitely Thursdays, I think, back then. So yeah. I wanted to go there. And then Kingston ended up racing Thursday nights. Um, and then we decided it might be good if I just had you know, a bit of a break from Kingsland. Um, 
and um, yeah, and we we just decided to go to Lakeside, you know, to to a, a technical track, and um, and then probably halfway through the year when when I left Revolution and and got my own equipment again, it sort of changed my season again, and um, ended ended strongly. But 2016 was sort of a, a comeback year for me, really. And after my head injury, yeah. it was um, it was just getting you know it wasn't great but it, you know it wasn't a disaster but we just we wanted to get back racing and and be injury free which is what we've done yeah, and um it's interesting you you mentioned there about um having a break from kings lynn i remember another former kings lynn great back in the early 90s mark lorem um he comes to the end of his stint at kings lynn and he, he almost mentioned that he had to get away from kings lynn because it was such a forgiving track he felt that there was he needed something more technical to improve. Is that something that you were looking to do as well? So move away from from the very easy. I, I say easy. I'm not a speedway rider, but of, of Kings yeah. to been a little bit more technical, like Lakeside. Yeah, possibly. I think. Um, yeah, I think I needed that that point in my career, to be honest. Um, although you know, I always went well at Newcastle, and that and that's not an easy track to ride, but. Um, I think it did do me good, you know, because then going forward, um, places like Eastbourne and that, you know, sort of go well out now. So I think I'm more of an all-round guy now. And I think possibly at the time, that, that is probably what I was looking for. Yeah. And just looking, I, I know you just mentioned your head injury, and I don't I don't want to dwell too much on this because I, I, I suppose you probably don't even want to think about it too much. No, to be honest, it doesn't but, it doesn't bother me. So, and and this, yeah. the fact that you said it doesn't bother you is, is something I wanted to. I almost want to talk about mental toughness now. Now you've you've had quite a few knocks over the years. Um, obviously, yeah. that would be the most severe. But where do you get your mental strength from to to get through these periods? But also, almost, I would say, forget about it and and be a be a speedway rider and do what they do. I don't. I don't really know. Do you know what? A lot of it is I don't like to be beaten. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I think that head injury. You know, obviously it does help. But I don't remember it, and yeah. that that period of my life I can't remember. Um, but I think being beaten, I, I just don't like that that feeling. So that helps. And then, you know, when I when I I broke both my legs in eighteen, it did go through my head. Oh, I think I'm done. Purely because. I couldn't believe it was happening again, but um, and you know, and both both crashes wasn't my fault either, which which was really frustrating. But um, but that you know, it lasted probably a day, and then I didn't want to be beaten again, and I love it. So just just keep going and keep on improving. And then the trouble is, you know, we had a uh, a good nineteen, and then the pandemic hit in twenty. So. You can sort of take three seasons out of my my career, yep. which is frustrating, really, because I think I could have been a lot further than what I am now. But you know, we we had a good twenty one with, like I said, ending with red car and Kingsland strongly. So let's just try and carry that on. I think that was, and, and I mean, this this is testament to your character, I believe, that um, you can come back from such serious injuries and 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 still come back and be a, a very good rider. I think. Um, I, I mean, in many people's eyes, not in mine, because I know what you're capable of. I watch you week in, week out. But you, you're so underestimated in, in what I would call the engine room of the team. And, I mean, obviously, you've still got high hopes and aspirations. What what are your aspirations for this season? Well, you know, for, 
with Kings Lynn, I just I just want to personally I want to obviously improve my average. You know, I think last season for Kings Lynn was the first season that I was in the main body of the team, and you know I held that position all through the year, and I improved my average. So you know, I was happy with my Kings Lynn performance last year really because um, you know like previous seasons I've been up and down at reserve or I've been at reserve all season, so so I was happy with that. And then obviously red car as well, you know, I improved my average there. I think I'm about an eight or something, um, well, including bonus. But I want to be fighting Charles for number one. So yeah, had two personal goals of this year. And I really do want to win the league. I've never won the league and that's a massive aim for me this year. Well, I mean, obviously um, you're going to win the league with Kings in this year. But yeah, um, <laughs> last last year, obviously, um, it might, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll focus on the, the the big positive where you were named as captain last year, and that must have been uh, it, it's an absolutely incredible accolade. And coming from Norfolk yourself, it, it, you must have been very proud to be named as captain. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I've gone down as the worst captain in Kings in history. I think, but it was a uh, it, it was a tough season to be captain. I think even if someone else was captain, it'd have been very difficult. But um, you know, I decided. After the rain off, you know, I was going to stand down and I needed to focus on myself. Um, I think I had a period last season after breaking my collarbone. I mean, I, only, I came back after surgery like seven days later. So I, I didn't really, um, I wanted to be back for the GP challenge. So I went for a bit of a dip in form for about five weeks, I think. And um, looking back, um, you know, I came back too early and I was hesitant. I didn't want to fall off and injure it again. But, um, but you know, for the time I was captain, I, I was proud. So, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't work out. But um, I think yeah. Kings in this season, fresh faces, there's a fresh feel about the club. And uh, I think it's going to be a great year. I think um, last season, obviously, before you, the, your collarbone injury, you were absolutely flying, home and away. Um, yeah particularly in that meeting at Ipswich that we won. Um, but generally, all round, you were flying, and then obviously the collarbone injury hit, and then wanting to be back for the GP Challenge uh, is obviously something that you wanted and maybe was too early. But I was, I mean, I was one of those that was very critical of, of Kingsland last year. Um, it's, it's hard to describe from a, from a fan's perspective to see, and it must have been difficult for you in the side, to see so many changes in such a short space of time it's it's it must be frustrating for everybody um and and i made a point of it saying it was possibly one of the worst teams i've seen and i, I was not critical of an individual because i don't think individuals were to blame but it was very hard to to associate yourself with the team that was changing so often so as as captain was it difficult to to keep spirits and, and confidence high when you're when you're going through a bit of a bad spell, um, both in both yourself and and as a group as well. Yeah, it was it, it was really difficult. I think, you know, we had so many riders, we could never establish a good atmosphere. It, it just felt a bit down. Even when you turned up for a meeting, it just felt like we were beaten before. To be honest, and you know, when Alex came in and he tried to change things, you know, it, it was like a. Um, it was like a fresh start, really, and Alex had done a great job, to be honest. Um, yeah. It, it was just, it was just difficult, you know. We when we built that team, 
you know, I think we expected Lewis Bridger to um, set the world alight, really. Yeah. With, you know, his natural ability. He just, he, uh, he's always overcomplicated things and, and he was a lot, a lot heavier. Yeah. Um, so, and he obviously didn't do that for us. And then obviously Craig, um, struggling with his sort of mental side didn't, you know, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was just so difficult. Um, and, and, uh, sorry, Todd, Ty, we had Ty Proctor on the show a couple of weeks back and he, he talked about the struggles with the tires as well, um, yeah. particularly with himself and Lewis Bridger. Did, did you experience the same sort of problems as well? No, to be honest with you, I, I didn't. I, I don't know why, or, or I didn't do anything different than what I've normally done. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I know Eric, you know, he had, he had problems all season with the tyres. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't find a setup to work for him, and he's he struggled from, from day one really with them. But um, yeah, I think it was a, you know, so many different variants that why it just didn't work out. Yeah, and then so I think we we leave the past behind us. We're and, and as a King's Lynn fan, we have to and a rider as well. We have to look past what happened last year, and we move on to this year. And I know still people, some of your top pundits are still underestimating what this King's Lynn team can do. And and for me personally, I think um, unfortunately for Peter, withdrawn with injury, um, Niels has come in, and we all know what Niels is capable of doing. Um, He's, he's, got, he's going to be in there at number one for the cup campaign at the very least. And, and for me, that takes a little bit of pressure off Josh Pickering as well in the main body of the team. But you talked about moving between the main body and the team and the reserve this se- like previous seasons. But this season, it is a possibility that one of five or six could be at reserve next season at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how good the side is. I think, you know, to have Richie Worrell starting at reserve, I think he's going to be at reserve for a long time because of the cup. And then he has to do, is it, is it four home, four away before he gets an average or something? Yeah. So, so he's going to be at reserve for a long time. So we're going to have him there. Um, and like you said, you know, we've got Niels. I mean, you've only got to look how good Lawson was for us last year. Um, he could beat anybody. And then we, we know what Pickering can do. And then you've got, say, me and Thomas as second strings. I think I, I, I can't really find a fault in the team at the moment. I think... I mean, um, exactly that. And on, on paper, we look a, a real force to be reckoned with. In my in my views, I think um, Sheffield have a very strong team um, and probably start as favourites for the league. But I, I yeah. would rank, and Kane probably won't agree with me, but I would I would put us up there with, with the next lot, the next batch. We're as good as anybody in that league. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, Sheffield's top five look very strong. But then I compare our reserves to their reserves. And I think that Richie Worrell at reserve will just sort of, he'll just bully any reserve. You know, it's sort of night and day, really. And, you know, with Richie taking seven rides, I think reserves win your your matches. And um, I think that's where we're going to really, really, it's going to help us no end. Yeah, and I think... um... I can't even remember what I was going to say. No, like having him in reserve is, as you say, reserves win matches. And we've almost built a model very similar to what um, Peterborough had last year. Um, yeah. With with just a solid outfit throughout, and then having a rider. I mean, when you when you think that they had at different stages, Hans Anderson and Chris Harris at reserve last year. To have us ourselves at Kings Lynn, we could have something similar to that this year. 
Yeah, no, I've heard that before. It's similar to Peterborough. I think um, I think also Peterborough got, I wouldn't say lucky with Ulrich getting injured because, you know, it's never nice. But yeah. with with him getting injured, they could have, you know, RR at number one, everybody could take a ride and that definitely helped as well. Um, but like you said, the reserve thing, you know, with I think Biani was there quite a lot, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, um, and like you said before, you know, it, if Richie comes out of reserve and and someone goes, whoever goes, whoever drops is going to be strong for us. So, you know, we've got a good reserve. Whatever happens all season. Yeah, and obviously, I, I don't want to just predominantly talk about Kings in there. You're also a red car in the championship for 2022. Um, and again, a, a very strong outfit at red car. And um, I, I think um, me, Kane, and Rob have spoken in preview shows about Red Cup being a real dark horse this season in that league. They've got some very talented riders in that team. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited for Red Cup. I think, um, you know, the three heat leaders we've got, me, Charles and Eric, um, will do a good job. And then, and Casper as well as the second string. I think he flies around Red Car. Um, mm. You know, and um, hopefully Adam Roining can stay injury free. Um, because on his day, Adam, Adam can fly as well. So, you know, and, and the reserves, we've got Jordan Jenkins, who's improving, no end, and, and so did Jason Edwards towards the end. So I think I think we've definitely got a good chance of doing, you know, getting some trophies there. Yeah, I think uh, we were we were particularly impressed with the strength of the top five, but also those two at reserve as well. They're probably going to be two standout riders in the National Development League this year. So there's a lot to look forward to at Reading on a, a Reading, on red car on a really nice racetrack as well. Um I've been to Red Car on a previous occasion, and it's always a very good race track. Yeah, it is. I think it's. I think it's probably my favourite track in the country. Actually, it's um, it's great racing. It's always prepared well. Um, it's a, it's a great little stadium. So, yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to going there every week, definitely. And another one that we I wanted to touch on, obviously, um, last season the British final. Um, you, you narrowly missed out on that semi-final spot. Um, this year, uh, you still got that motivation and drive to become British champion. Yeah, massively. I think. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I missed. I think I missed out on count back this year, didn't yeah. I? I think because I made the semis the year before on eight points, and then this year didn't make it on nine or something. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I look at you know when Charles won that year. I think you know. Um, why not sort of thing, you know, certainly you just got to make one start and and one one decent um few laps in that final and get away and you know, anything can happen is yeah, I'd love to I think um I'll never see see why I can't, to be honest, you know, if I'm starting as well as I can and anything can happen on the night. Yeah, of course. And are you are you a, are you a fan of the, the Bellevue racetrack? I know a lot of people are very fond of Bellevue. Yeah, do you know what? I never used to be, never used to be able to get going there. But last couple of years, I've got some good engines under me, and um, and that pandemic year when I done a few of the the meetings towards the end of that year, the live streaming, I really done really good there, and um, sort of mastered a setup. Um, although I went there for Peterborough in the in the final and had a disaster, but that you know that's what Bellevue does to you. It's, one week, you know, you've you've got a setup. You go the following week, and you've got the same setup on, and you just doesn't happen. It's just um, it's a great place, but it's um, mind-boggling as well. Yeah, 
there's so there's so many lines that you can take mm-hmm. around Delft. You almost look like you've mastered it when you when you find that outside line lock at, at Max Frick is very good yeah. at, but then you can have someone blast underneath you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always an exciting uh, meeting, and um, obviously we wish you well in all forms of the sport this season in, in, for Kings Lynn, uh, Red Car, and on an individual front as well. But I think ultimately what we're here for um, is to wish you all the very best for your testimonial on Sunday. Um, we hope it's a great day. We hope the weather's nice, the people turn out in force, and that you recognise for the, the servant you have been to, to British Speedway, and also for me, for Norfolk's number one for King's Speedway, <laughs> because it, it's been an absolute. You, you're such a, a lovely, a lovely bloke, um, always approachable, and I think it's only right that you should have your own special day. Um, no, I appreciate it. I really so, do. Um, and, and I can't thank you enough for coming on our show tonight uh, and talking about your testimonial and the season ahead. We're looking forward to, well, I'm certainly looking forward to watching your season. I'm sure everyone is, and we're going to come down and watch a few meetings. But I can't let you leave. Um, I'm going to bring Kane back into the fold now because, yeah. um, as we do with all our guests on the show, we have a quick fire 10 questions. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hand over to you, Kane, and you can fire the questions across. Yeah, um, like Rob says most weeks, it's nothing too hard, but it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. Nothing to get you, and ca- <laughs> catch you out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get going. Right. The, the first one is uh, your favourite track. It, it could uh, be anywhere with... in the world. Oh, um, Gorkan in Croatia. Oh, nice one. I don't think oh. that might be the first one we've had overseas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sport, if not speedway. Running. Uh, the funniest team that you've had in your team? The funniest team? The funniest teammate. Oh, funniest teammate. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. God. Oh, ben Barker. And then the three best things about Speedway? Um... The fans, because that's what helps us pay us. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say the smell, but I'm used to it now, so I don't really smell it. No, the but smell I, is I underrated. Love, I still does love it, the smell. Does it still later. smell? Yeah, it always not, smells. Not as much as it used to, but yeah, it does. I'll say the smell then. Um, well, then just the adrenaline, I suppose, of racing the bike with no brakes. Yeah, uh, no, um, first time the smell has been brought up, but. It's one of the major things about Speedway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you remember, where did you finish in your first professional race? Professional. Professional. Uh, probably last. Oh. No? I think you got one point on debut, I remember that. Oh. Yeah, I for the young stars. First one, yeah. Um, so it wasn't last? It might be, I, I don't know. I think it was last. I think you come oh. third in your second or third ride, but yeah. I can't remember now. It's a long time ago. He's come a long <laughs> way since then, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best... Me- oh, sorry. Ty Proctor didn't finish. I know Ty will be listening to this show, so I'll keep bringing up that he didn't even... He didn't even get off the start line in his first ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best manager you've raced under? The best who, sorry? The best manager. Um, best manager... Oh. 
I'll warn you now, Louis, Alex Brady's coming on the show soon. Yeah, well, to be fair, I'm good. We're good friends of Alex, and he does a good job, so we'll say Alex. Okay. Uh, this question, it's it's changed a little bit since we started it, but uh, it's still there. The, the world champion for this year. Ah, uh, smart, Alex. Uh, number nine, your favourite rider. You can't see yourself. Um. Um, probably Lagusa. Yeah, Artem yeah. or Gregory. Artem, yeah. <laughs> and the final one, the most important question: Workington, that's the right answer. Kings Lynn or Swindon? Workington, Kings Lynn or Swindon? Yeah. If you had to pick one for for no particular reason, it could be any reason. It's just bragging rights for us at the end of the day. Oh, Kings Lynn. Oh, what I know. That's it. Three two, Rob. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Still yet to get off the mark with Workington, but hey ho, one day. <laughs> I, I promise I'll get a Workington. Someone with Workington connections on for you, Kane, so you, we can get you on the board up and running. Good, 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 good. <laughs> well, thanks so much for that, Louis, and, and thanks for coming on the show once again this evening. So, and once again, I'll, I'll plug. Uh, Lewis testimonial on Sunday at the Adrian Flux Arena, 4pm start, 2pm uh, gates open. Yep. Come along, show your support, make it a great day for Louis. And uh, again, it's one of the opening meetings of the season, so I'm sure everyone will be starved of some speedway action, so they'll want to come down and, and have a watch of some great speedway. But for, for me and Kane tonight, and Rob is not with us, um, thanks once again for coming on the show, Louis, and we wish you nothing but the best for the forthcoming, for this weekend and also for the forthcoming season. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. I really appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Thanks. And just just, uh, just uh, looking ahead to next week, um, Kane, um, when Rob will be back with us, obviously we'll, we start previewing some more meetings next week. We've got, we've got the three meetings Three big meetings, one in each league. Uh, the National Development League start, starting, the Championship starting, and the League Cup is starting in, in the Premiership as well. So lots to look forward to, and me, you and Rob will, will decide what our meeting of the week is, and we'll discuss that as well as the latest news from the season. But thanks for joining, Louis. Thanks for being with me, Kane. Um, good luck for, for the weekend, Louis, and all the Thank best. You. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.